Hi, I'm Rick Gillespie Mobley, and I'd like to share another story with you. I want you to know that even as a child, you can have an impact in a person's life that will travel with them throughout the remainder of their life. To give you a little background of my story, uh, I was growing up in upstate New York, uh, south of Rochester, about 60 miles, and a small town called Hornell. Now, Hornell had probably about 15,000 people, and out of those 15,000, oh, maybe about 70, 75 of us were black, and most of us at any given time were migrant farm workers who had come up to either pick potatoes or pick the beans and other things there uh, in western New York. My grandmother somehow had come up as a migrant worker and managed to save up enough money to not only buy a, a, a building, but also to start a, a business as a cafe owner. Well, anyways, I'm about 11 years old at the time because, no, probably closer to 10. This started when I was in fourth, fifth grade. Um, there was this one kid whose name was Bob, and Bob was a big kid in that he had failed a couple of times, and... Uh, Bob was a bully, and Bob let us as black kids know that he hated black kids. He hated us. Uh, when we saw Bob coming on the street, uh, my cousin and I, we were younger than him. We would cross to the other side of the street and run home as quickly as we could. Well, one day, my cousin Lenora and I, Lenora, she's about oh, a year and a half. She and I were like sisters and brothers growing up. Uh, we're walking down the street. Um, I'm 10. She's probably about nine. And Lenora has the nerve to say something to Bob. And he says, turns around and he says, which one of you niggers said that? And I'm, I'm petrified. I'm not saying anything. And she's not saying anything. And we're on the sidewalk and there's nobody there to intervene. So Bob turns around and he punches me in the stomach and walks away. Well, I wasn't about to fight him because he was about two times my size. I got so angry with my cousin, like, why did you have to open your mouth? But anyways, that was who Bob was. And when I was in fifth grade, Bob was in sixth grade. But keep in mind, Bob should have been in eighth grade. Well, one day uh, at Washington Street School out in the playground, uh, there was going to be a pickup game between the fifth graders and the sixth graders. And um, two of my friends came around the building, and their names were Bob and Dan Danny. And they says, hey, Ricky, you want to play uh, on the fifth grade football team? And we're going to play the sixth graders. And this is before school starts. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I come around with them and to complete the fifth grade team. And I'm the only black kid on the playground at this point. I was the only, well, there were two black kids in the fifth grade there at Washington Street School. And so when Bob saw me come around the corner with my two friends, Donnie and Terry, Bob is holding the football. And Bob looks at me and he says, Ain't no nigger going to touch my football. And when Bob said that, 
my spirits deflated like nobody's business. I mean, I couldn't have felt any smaller than I was. And I turned to begin to walk away. And then I heard the most courageous statement I had heard in my life up to that point. I heard Donnie and Terry say to Bob, if he can't play with your football, we can't play with it either. And the two of them put their hands on my shoulders and we walked toward the building together. That moment of encouragement and support from these two little white boys, no more than 10, 10 and a half years old, shaped my destiny forever in terms of race relationships. I grew up through the Black Power Movement. I grew up through the Black Panthers. I grew up with the say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And I was proud of all of those things. But because of Donnie and Terry, I never could become a racist. I never could become prejudiced because I knew in my darkest moment, two little white boys had stood by my side and treated me as their equal. Now, about 30 years later, we're having a class reunion. And they've asked me to speak, um, to lead the uh, uh, invocation, the prayer for the gathering and all. And so I took that moment to say, I says, you know, when, when we were growing up as kids, it was not always easy um, being the only black kid in the class or on the playground. And I told him, and I said, there was some, and I said, some of you really weren't all that nice back then. And I told, and I shared this story about Donnie and Terry. And as I was telling this story of how they had impacted my life, tears almost welled up in both of their eyes. And I just said, thank you to them publicly for taking a stand on my behalf. And it was interesting that one guy comes up and um, I won't say what his name is, but he comes up and he says, you know, Rick, I remember that day. I remember exactly when it happened. And, and he wanted to share in the glory of the day somehow. But all I remembered was there was only two people that walked off the field that day with me. And that was Donnie and that was Terry. And this guy might have been there, but he didn't speak up. I want to encourage you to speak up when you see an injustice done. Speak up for that person who, who's feeling all alone, feeling alienated, feeling out there all by themselves. Because even as a child, you could impact somebody's person or life for the rest of their life. God works in mysterious ways in our lives. Here I am, 64 years old, just a couple of months ago, I got a Facebook message from Donnie. Friendships that are forged in standing together can last 
a lifetime. I'm Rick Gillespie Mobley, and that's one of my stories.